Happy holidays and welcome to our 2022 games of the year, aka the best games we have played this year. I am your host, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices, aka Ho Ho Hold On There. Yeah, okay, cool. Did it. Who else is here? I am Sean MF Ross. What the MF stand for? Merry fucking Christmas. Whoa, look at that. That is uh that's some that's some Christmas uh flavor there. Christmas cheer for you. <laughs> hey, and last up? Uh yeah, it's me, Aver. Keeping it consistent all year long. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, normally I'd say the whole thing like press XR podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, read the biggest games, give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. You're definitely gonna get our thoughts on the games we have been playing for this year. Our goal, as always, is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. Since you're watching this on YouTube, because, yeah, like the video, of course, like the channel, subscribe to, not like the channel, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell, because we need your support to keep us warm. Especially when it's, like, freezing cold outside. It's ridiculous. I got my hat on and everything. It's just crazy times. Um... Yeah, you know, if you're if you're if you're listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are using. Remember, you can join in on our conversations by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com/discord. Now, I think we can just jump into our lists for the games of the year. We're going to start with number 5. We're going to do a top 5. Start with number 5 and go all the way up to the top. I'm going to start because I've been talking. My number five is Elden Ring. Uh, I think last year when we were talking about this, um, I made a promise to Avery that I will jump into Elden Ring and I will become the Elden Ring at the very end. Because I think that's what the story was for that game. (laughs) Also become the Elden Lord. You want somebody to put their finger in you? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't that what happened at the very end, right? You become the ring, and anyways, yeah. So, um, Eldering is my number five. Um, I had a lot of issues with the game, with the combat, mainly because it was my first Dark Souls, and every every instance of Avery uh, just called you a bitch. <laughs> every instance of combat <laughs> of that game just felt like, ah, oh, man, I, I wish this was Dragon's Dogma too. And then we got news of Dragon's Dogma 2. Um, Is that coming so yeah, here? like I enjoyed my time with Elden Ring. And I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I have been watching Andy stream Elden Ring and like, huh, you know what? I, it might be, be kind of interesting to do like a, a new game plus with that, especially with like how leveled up my character is. So that might be something I do. I don't know. I still got to play Need for Speed on Brown. Uh, Sean, what is your number five? So I made it Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Although, Uh-oh. would you consider DMZ part of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Yeah, absolutely. 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave it at five. It's still okay. a top five. So it's, it's not bad. I'm going to leave it at five. Um, but okay. I've, I've been loving DMZ. I loved the campaign and the nostalgia that it kicked out. Um, it was a very enjoyable experience. I am mm-hmm. loving DMZ right now and just harassing squads as well as getting uh knocked on my ass by other random people but um <laughs> yeah call of duty more warfare too okay avery what's your number oh, five yeah uh my number five is probably the last new game i played this year it is marvel's midnight suns 
Uh, this is a game that's somewhat divisive in regards to reception in that if you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, you find it a super bloated mess of a game. I also find it a super bloated mess of a game, but it's a fusion of two things I love, XCOM and Marvel. And so I'm playing this game, and I get to the XCOM parts, and it's like, this is one of the best games ever made in terms of sort of a tactical game. But then mm-hmm. when you get to the Marvel part, it's just like, how much do I care about Marvel to essentially play a very bad version of Persona? Oh. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I, will, I will continue to reiterate that the sort of non-combat sections and the story sections are bloated and uninterested. Well, they're not uninterested. They're char- I mean, this, is where, this is where it gets weird, because there are characters in this game that I generally love, and I generally love having conversations with those characters and learning them more, but then most of the cast I just don't give a shit about. Yeah. So, and this is just me, my personal take from comics. So I'm like, you can never get me to care about Tony Stark at all. Like, yeah. and this game doesn't do anything to me to endear Tony Stark as a character. So, like, I don't like this character. This is not a version of Doctor Strange I really care about. Uh, it, 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 there are a whole lot of Wolverine in this game inexplicably. Like, like I said, when the game focuses on the Midnight Suns, it's like, oh, this is great. I like these characters. Don't give a shit about the Hunter. I'm just trying to say here is, if you like tactical XCOM games, this is the, probably the second best of the genre that was released this year. I'm betting on my money on Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which I haven't gotten the chance to play yet, but I'm betting that probably going to be a better version of this game, just didn't get a chance to play it this year. So yeah, uh, it's number five. I really enjoyed uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Get the Hunter out of the game. And if I swear to God, if I open up a comic next week and the Hunter is in there, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, going, okay. I'm going to New York and I'm punching C.B. Sobolski <laughs> in the face. Like all the characters you could have brought into comics, this is the one you thought was like, the exciting <laughs> character. Decisions were made. Oh, man. All right. Uh, now we'll talk about our number fours. For my number four, it is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, they released the single player before releasing the multiplayer. Played the single player. Loved it. Even though, you know, it, it's very conflicted in terms of U.S. military is awesome. And then it's just like, this is a little too powerful. They, 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 they're everywhere. But yeah, um, really enjoyed the single player. When it came to the multiplayer, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Infinity Ward, specifically Infinity Ward, they just, yeah. they don't miss. They don't miss when it comes to multiplayer. And then on top of that, DMZ, like, I, I haven't even jumped into Warzone. Like, I immediately just jumped into DMZ, and I absolutely love this mode. I think their take on Return to Kartoff. No. Escape, Escape from, from Tarkov. Tarkov. Tarkov, there we go. They yeah. trying to escape. This nigga trying to return, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I, I think their twist on this is just so, so much fun. It's Chef yeah. Kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Like they they really nailed it with this mode. And of course, you know, I think this is just going to be more of because I think even Bungie is going to do a version of this sometime in the future. So we'll get more of this. But yeah, definitely. Uh, Modern Warfare. As far as I know about the. No, this, this, this is irrelevant. Continue. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number four. Uh, Sean? So we have flipped it. Uh, Elden Ring is my number four. I did genuinely enjoy when I was playing it. Um, Beat the game, you coward. It's just a lot. It's just a lot, and I lost interest after a while, but when I was playing it, I did have a lot of fun. I may revisit it at some point. I'm not sure when, but um, I could jump in your game. Oh, yeah, you can help me, can't you? I mean, yeah. I, I would I, I would probably finish it if that was were the case mm-hmm. if we were to do that. Um, okay. 
I don't know. I, I have nothing more. It was it was an enjoyable experience. It's just hella long. Yeah. I like more structure to my games and more, uh, you know. Yeah. That uh, just just to jump back real quick, quick sentence like that was my main critique on Elden Ring is that once I beat the game, the only points that I had to take away from was like, oh, the the ending is very much similar to Dragon's Dogma in like the the scenery and stuff. And then like, I know what was going on. Like, I basically just used a bunch of guides to figure out where things was and beat the game. So like narrative wise, it just didn't didn't work for me. But yeah, Avery, you're number four. Uh, my number four is a Playtale Requiem. I was a vocal fan of a Playtale when that game came out. Uh, I shouted it to the rooftops, specifically to Marcus, because I know the type of games he's into. I was like, hey, man, you got to play a Playtale. You got to play a Playtale. Uh, he eventually did. Uh, and like, you're, you're pretty much right. Yeah, yeah. It was a low-budget Last of Us, mm. but set in historical, like, medieval France. Uh, this is a sequel to that game, which is a direct... Like months after the events of that game's ending, all the characters dealing with stuff. And the best thing I can describe it, it is a stealth murder simulator where they've taken the helplessness of the first game and ramped up the action to a point where, for the most part, there's not a single combat encounter where you can't murder everyone in the room. Oh, so, like, you can do you, and like the game rewards you for whatever play style you try. Are you going stealth? Well, the game gives you more abilities to do stealth. Are you actually taking fights? The game allows you to be more aggressive if you take more fights. Are you using more tricks and things like that? The game gives you more options so you can uh, play in between. Uh, mm -hmm. I genuinely love this game. I think it was fantastic. I think the story is one of the more heart-wrenching stories I've played this year. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it is a beautiful story with a beautiful cast and a beautiful group of characters. I have some qualms with the villains of this game. And how they sort of operate and the motivations behind them and things like that. I don't think they get enough time to be fleshed out before like the rug gets pulled behind you. That being said, I think it's also probably one of the best looking games I played this year. Like for a quote unquote double A game, it has like real big fidelity standpoint things where I'm like, you look at environments like this is this is incredibly beautiful. Uh, one of the weirdest things about this game that took me a while to figure out is the last game everyone was French. This game everyone is from the UK. Like everyone just stopped doing French accents for this game. It's 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 weird as fuck. Like uh, especially when I hear the French versions of all these characters in my head, and now they're just all doing their normal accents or do the trip. But otherwise, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, it's one of those things where like if you play the Playtale and it didn't jive with you, you're not gonna mm -hmm. find anything with this game. It is just an evolution of things from a Playtale. They didn't change anything up. They just did more of that. But yeah. if you uh did, you're gonna like you're shooting yourself in the foot by not playing it. It's fantastic. It's a worthy sequel. Uh, number three. My number three is Horizon Forbidden West, a.k.a. the Forever Stepchild. This game, I absolutely loved it. I, I think the open world was, is, to me, the best open world we've had all year. I think the game still... Uh, yeah, I, I can confidently say for me, the only game that's looked better than this game is God of War. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I feel so bad for Horizon because when the first got, one came out, they had Breath of the Wild. It got cucked. <laughs> yeah, and then when this one comes out, we have Elden Ring. And it's just like, it never gets its chance to fully shine without any like, you know, groundbreaking like competition that's just like, 
Oh yeah, look, look, look at this different approach to open world. What me in the future is, goddamn, what amazing game is gonna come out to shit on it for Horizon Three? Exactly. <laughs> and like for me, when it comes to you know picking Horizon versus whatever game came out, you know after or before or whatever, I always pick Horizon because I just love the open world. I love Aloy as a character. I just love the fidelity. I love the robot dinosaurs and just how creative those designs are yeah it's just and then the way that they set up um horizon i guess three absolutely loved it i'm not going to spoil anything the only knock i'll give it is that it is a very long game but you know if you are already enjoying your time in the game then that time you don't want to end yeah Yeah. you're not it's not going to feel that bad and you know they just showed um you know future dlc the the burning shores so yeah like yeah horizon's my my number three Definitely loved it. Sean? The Yakuza series is new mm. to me, and I am <laughs> loving it. Uh, we got it on PlayStation Plus. I started with Yakuza 0. I plan on playing through all seven or eight of these bad boys. Um, he made a statement, and we were like, okay. They were like, and he was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I am now on Yakuza 4, so I played 0, Kiwami 1, Kiwami 2, 3, which is in serious need of an update as far as the graphics and mechanics and just i i didn't even play any side quests in three i just i literally just balls to the wall rushed through that game to uh get to the next one but i'm loving every over-the-top thing that's just happening in the game Mm -hmm. and um the side quests are amazing the the over it's, it's japanese melodrama at its finest and um i can't wait to get through this one so i could get to the next game yeah, I'm just upset that I missed this the first time around. This may be my uh, favorite series right behind GTA, probably. Oh, wow. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Avery, your number three. My number three is Immortality. Uh, Immortality is the best narrative I've played all year. I think that Sam Barlow and his team, what they've done with FMV games is astounding and immortality is sort of like the piece of resistance of all their work before her story and uh the last one they did uh i forgot it but whatever i think this is their hades moment in terms of like with supergiant made a bunch of fantastic games and then they made hades and everyone knew them this is their hades moment with immortality i genuinely think this game is incredibly difficult to talk about but the general consensus is an actress disappeared she just disappeared off the face of the earth and it's your job to go through her last three movies and figure out what happened to this actress. Telling lies. I'm sorry. It go. was going to bug me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, and what happened to the story? And then so it's essentially just you scrubbing through footage and finding out what happened to this actress. Like, because every scene has a clip that leads into another clip that leads to another clip and leads to the clues. And the actual reveal of this narrative is so off the wall insane that it's just like, like it is impossible to just talk about this game yeah. unless you're in this full spoilers. Because if any conversation is just like, oh, you mean the game where you just look at movie clips? It's way more than that. It's about <laughs> immortality and film and all of that means <laughs> and humanity. It's, it's way more than that, dude. Like, my thing, immortality probably would have been my game of the year if it mm. was a more involved game. As yeah. much as I love the narrative and the writing and the way you explore everything like that, it it's is a very much game a game. It's, it's very much a passive experience that is hard to replay in any way to really get the meat of its like 
strength. Right. Okay. I, I halfway started it. I'm I'm actually get through it at some point. Shout out to Manning Gage. She was robbed. I think Christopher Judge is a fine actor for God of War, but there is no way that, that he was 100 robbed for immortality in, <laughs> when it comes to best actors. Yeah, I need to play immortality. I actually tried to get it. I saw it was oh, it's all, it's a Netflix game thing. I thought I could play it on the TV, but it's like mm-hmm. no, you just play it on your phone. I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. But what I will do on my phone for number two is Marvel Snap. So this this was super difficult because I, for the most part, was going to have Horizon as my number two and Marvel Snap as my number three. And the only reason why I put Marvel Snap as my number two is because I feel like for what it achieves as a quote unquote mobile game is essentially what appeals to me the most about playing a mobile game so you know this is a free-to-play mobile game the microtransactions are non-intrusive in every way you don't i haven't spent a single dime on this i have a good number of cards the actual matches themselves it's only six turns so it's sometimes it's less than 10 minutes sometimes it's eight minutes like it's so quick to do and just for where I am in my life, where like, oh, I got to put London to sleep. I'll be in her room patting her back and just playing a few matches. And it's just, it's so great. And then when we come, when you talk about gameplay itself, I haven't, okay, I haven't played Hearthstone. So really and truly, I know a lot of this is based off of Hearthstone, so I don't have that, uh, that comparison. You monster. But <laughs> I, I love the approach of the cards have abilities. But then also the locations that you play have abilities as well. And you can run into situations where you're playing. And so there's three um, locations. Bro, this is just a shorter Pokemon trading card game match. Not even. Not even remotely. Not even remotely. <laughs> yes, it is. You ain't played Pokemon trading card game. I, I, I did. I had the cards. I mean, I the actual it, video game. Is it, is it different? I mean, you can affect the cards. You can can affect the level playing field and all that, you know, or or Yu-Gi-Oh! Even shit. This is a shorter Yu-Gi-Oh! This is this is different than Yu-Gi-Oh! So the locations make it different in that you can be playing a match where just two of the locations are open, and then the third location opens up, and the third location is like, oh, now you will be picking from your opponent's deck for the rest of the game, and it's just like, I can't even. I I have all these stuff in my in my deck that I have plans. I have plans, and the game's like, no. Not anymore. Then you can also play cards that will just play everything for you. And it's you never know what you're gonna get every match. And I just every I'll time Yeah, every time when something happens, I'm just like, I don't even know they had this that game. This is ridiculous. So I absolutely love Marvel Sam. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then there's games where I completely sweep and I'm like, God damn, that was awesome. That was just amazing. And I pat myself on the back. And then London wakes up. I'm like, damn it. All right. Uh, Sean, what is your number two? Horizon Forbidden West. Aww. Um, as stated earlier, I love the Horizon um series. I don't Aloy's uh whatever you want to call that personality trait that everybody hated. It did not bother me. I don't. Her talking was the no, issue. No, the well, no, there are people who have a genuine problem with Aloy's personality. She's a very yeah. stoic character who allows other characters to bounce off of her and she doesn't really have much of a deceivable like how would I say 
character trait beyond how focused she is. Yeah. She's mission driven. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see the issue with that. So um Me neither. I love the gameplay as much as it kicked my ass. Um I was always excited to try new things with the game and just mm-hmm. explore. And some of the new robots, however strong they were, were interesting to fight against, like that uh Loch Ness monster thing. That was that was a bonkers fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. The you talk about the mission where you like you're, you're underwater. underwater. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was freaking yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh Avery, your number two. My number two is also Horizon Forbidden West. I've had a weird relationship with this game in that when I first started playing it, I played it before no, I played it before I played Elden Ring. I mm-hmm. came out of both those games saying I liked Horizon more than I liked Elden Ring. But as both games trailed, that position really flipped and things changed. Uh, I think Horizon Forbidden West is a 100% step up in nearly every way of the main game beyond its narrative. And I've been really mulling it over if my problem with its narrative is that it lacks the inherent mystery box of the first game, or Mm. do I think the actual narrative itself is Cap? I can't really figure out which one is the real thing about it, but Mm. that's neither here nor there. I generally love the Horizon combat. Like, if I'm ta- if, if there is a video game combat system that I felt was just, like, uh, second nature to me, it is Horizon. It is a game that, like, I generally flow through every encounter, and I never get into a situation where, oh, I am bored of combat because I just want to get through. This is a game and franchise where, like, every new combat encounter has a brand new... Like, the fact that they, instead of just creating a new environment with new machines, they're like, okay... All the old machines are still here. And then we just added double on, uh, upon them. And now you have situations where you can have multiple new and old machines in the same environment uh, that we played the fight you guys are talking about. I, because of the way I played this game where I explored the majority of the world, I fought that thing before you get to that sequence. Oh, uh, okay. There is yeah. one on the beach at the very west coast. Yeah. I, I just yeah. Need, I, I played this game like Monster Hunter and I needed parts to upgrade my shit. So like the only place I could get to it was there. So I just fought that thing on a regular basis mm. over and over and over again. Uh yeah. it is a fantastic game. It takes the flaw of the first game, which was that the world in itself wasn't really interesting. Like the setting was interesting, but the, the narrative of the characters going through it was not interesting. The entire Kardra and Shadow Kardra stuff versus the uh with the Sun King and all that, not that really deep and interesting of the story. There are oh, a bunch of interesting yeah. characters around that, but if you compare that to the Elizabeth Sobeck and the Horizon Zero Dawn in, uh, Endeavor, yeah. it was night and day in terms of the quality of the story. This is one where the A plot and the B plot and all the characters are like one-to-one fantastic quality. Side characters, every single one of the side characters are fantastic, interesting characters with so much depth and so much story around them that I just generally love every single one of them. It, it's one of those things where I was actually generally upset when the game became Mass Effect halfway through and, like, I couldn't hang out with them in any real, like... Mm, like Capacity, yeah. There'd be missions where they, like, they're a companion with you, but it wasn't a situation where I couldn't just drag one of them into the open world and they had their own abilities and traits and things like that yeah. to really differentiate them. I think... To DJ, DJ I, was I hope they're about, setting that up for um, Horizon 3. I hope they set that up. Where like they actually can take them out? I don't think so. Uh, we'll 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 see. I am yeah. I've doubt because this is the game you should have done in that. Like that's not a feature that you should have. Like the way this game, oh, the way this game functions. Like especially the way it functions narratively. We're like there's not a single situation where Aloy doesn't go to a story mission with another character 
and interact with another character at that story mission. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see, yeah. I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I made a face when DJ said that God of War looked better than this game, and the face I made is, like, because I think that's one of the most capest statements in the entire world. <laughs> From a pure fidelity standpoint, this game shined above all else. It's shocking to me that they fixed this game on PS4. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not even talking yeah. about an environmental standpoint as well. I'm talking about the individual character models for everyone. Is a yeah, cut above kind of every single video game I've played in this entire game. Yeah. Beyond just being able to be one of the few platforms that have been able to realistically uh, model people of color in a relatively reasonable way that they look at. This is a situation where they look like normal every, people. Every conversation you're having with a person isn't a cutscene percent, but every conversation feels like a cutscene in which every character purports themselves and animates themselves. This is a That's game usually where, real time as well. Yeah, like most games have two type of character models. They have their in-game model, low polygon, it's designed to do a certain thing. Then they have their film rig, which they use to actually emote and do things. This is where I came with the cap statement where DJ said, there are moments in God of War where I looked at characters and just having conversation with them like, this is not good. In terms of like the pure emotive power in these conversations, like uh, part of that game sticks out to me is the entire Agrabota section. But, like the first meeting with her is not in a cutscene; it's in a normal conversation. And I looked at her character model and I looked at the conversation we were having, and I'm like, "This is." It was kind of off. Yeah, especially compared to the actual cutscene of it. Like the disparity between them was so stark to me. Well, Horizon, like I sit there and I'm having a conversation with like just a random NPC. This random NPC has more polygons and models and looks fidelity than anything possible it's one of those things where when you turn on the photo mode it's not like they just switched out the Aloy model for a good one like this is the actual base model same model like, yeah 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 I, I i will say i will say yes you have a point i definitely forgot about the side characters and how well they looked i think the state when i said like oh the god of war looks better than horizon i think what i was what i was thinking in my head is the scenes with kratos and how little his face moves to indicate like how he's feelings and like how well for me it worked so and when i look at that i was like oh that looks good but yeah like in terms of the other side characters and stuff especially oh i forgot his name the Lord. boy atreus Atreus. like yeah i i get the the facial capture i just don't think there's as much fidelity in his face as or i guess time put in the fidelity of his face than like say kratos but mm-hmm. it, it, you know that's that's either here or there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap up my Horizon rant. Like, yeah, I put this number two because ultimately, as much as I love Horizon Forbidden West, it feels like just more of the same, which was a sentiment I got with a lot of games this year. But it very much feels like more of the same, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But the reason why Horizon Forbidden West lost to Elden Ring is because one felt like an evolution, while one felt like an upgrade. If that makes sense. Mm. Okay, kind of agree with it. Um, our number ones. I will go. My number one is a game that I have not beat yet. I don't know if I'm close to the end or not, but my seatbelt is on and I'm ready for this ride. It is God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok is by far, to me, the best playing game I have played in a very, very long time, not even of this generation. I, I think the, I don't wanna, okay, I'm just gonna say, there is a mystery weapon that you get in this game. This is a spoiler. I think the mixing of the weapons, just the, the different cobbles you can do, 
and accidentally stumble upon in this game is just fantastic. I think the enemy variety is just fantastic. Again, they did better this time. The they took that shit to heart. Yeah. And like just a different situation. Like, and I'm playing the game on Give Me No Mercy. So I'm getting the oh, Elden Ring. Like high. You don't plan on you you don't plan on platinum in this game, do you? Uh we'll see. We'll see. But like the Elden Ring high that people get talking about like fighting a boss and just like failing and then finally beating it and like feeling good about it. I'm getting that from God of War. Like I didn't get that from Elden Ring. I had a different take on that combat in Elden Ring. You can go back and listen to that stuff. But I think God of War nails it on every front for me. And there is no way like, I mean, this game could end and it's just like, oh, everyone has flowers on their head. And I, I don't understand why it's happening. But but other than that, there is like literally no way this game can end for me and it not still remain top on my list for a very long time. Like, yeah, I don't even and I haven't even beat the game yet. Like, I'm I don't know where I am because I'm not going to look up the, the chapter select to know. Yeah. But. um, Yeah, man, the combat is just so, so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know I'm missing stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. All right, Sean. What's your number one? God of War is my number one. And um, I'm not sure if I could say the gameplay is the best for me. Mm. It may be. Um, I'd have to go back and like actually play all of them in succession, like all the games yeah. I played throughout the year. However, the feels and and just the lows and the highs that it takes you on. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of another game that did that for me this year. Uh, just certain fights and certain scenes after you do certain fights without spoiling things. Oh, yeah. It had me damn near jumping out of my seat and clapping, you know. There are so many times. Nice, yeah. There was times where I'm just like, Kratos, calm down. Kratos, calm down. <laughs> like, Two times I'm just yelling at the TV. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Elden Ring didn't have me, you know. I mean, it's less of a handheld narrative game. There is story in Elden Ring. I prefer to it to be it, presented though. to me differently. Yeah. I'm not going to say you have to search for it necessarily. Avery disagrees. To, I'm <laughs> saying you have to search for it because that's. that's I'm saying you don't have to search me. for it. <laughs> I played. I played and beat that game, and I, I beat also. The game. I also played and beat the game, so we're just coming in with two separate directions. I know. I know. I know. I know. I just prefer my story be presented differently, and God yeah. of War hit that shit like Negan hit fucking uh uh uh, uh Jesus call it in a walking throne uh you know. Whatever the hell his Glenn? name was. Yeah, there you go. Why do you have to bring Glenn in this conversation? <laughs> God of War hit it that hard, all right? Glenn ain't do nothing wrong. He was just catching strays out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, and then um hey, that's it. That's that's it for your yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then Avery, what's your number one? The best game that was released this year, Elden Ring. Mm. Elden Ring is as someone who's been a fan of From Software from before Bloodborne, like one of my I favorite was a fan games. Before you, I played. Oh, fuck you, Sean. One of my favorite games is the game they I made. Played Hardcore. <laughs> no, fuck no, God. Am I? <clears throat> one of my favorite games that I played religiously on Xbox 360 was a game called Ninja Blade. That was the first mm. From Software game I ever played. Then I played Metal Wolf Chaos, and I'm like, holy shit, this developer is based as hell. And then they started making Souls games, and it was described to me as hard for the sake of hard. 
And I'm like, I went to a GameStop and someone tried to sell me Demon Souls. And they're like, oh man, it's hard. And I'm like, why did I want this? So I ignored the genre <laughs> for yeah. years. And then one day I started watching an IGN long play let's play series called Prepare to Try. Which was about one dude learning how to play uh, yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls 1 before Dark Souls 3 came out. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty, this is a funny series. I see with the difficulty of these games. He's really having a hard time. And then Bloodborne came out on PlayStation Plus, And I said, fuck it. Let me play Bloodborne. And it, Bloodborne, to this day, is my favorite PlayStation 4 game. Mm-hmm. And that started my love affair of me going back and playing Dark Souls 1, attempting to play Sekiro, playing Dark Souls 3, not touching Dark Souls 2. Uh, and then Elden Ring came out, a game where I had the weirdest relationship with in which I started this game and I'm like, I don't love this. I immediately hate how big this game is. I immediately hate that it's not as linear as the other Souls games. I was just not a fan of it. And then I just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and exploring more and more of the world and fighting more and more of the repeat bosses in the game. And I hit a point where I was just like, oh, I'm 100 hours into this game. Like, there's no cap. If I wasn't loving this game, I would not have played it for 100 hours. You can look yeah. at my Sekiro journey where I fucking just rage quit after the, <laughs> the second hour boss fight. And I was like, this game is fucking amazing. Like, it is a pure evolution of everything that From Software has ever built. And also the most accessible game they've ever built as well. Like, the hard walls of difficulty that you can find in other Souls games really don't exist in this game. Because every time you hit a wall... There's so much else of the world to explore that you can just do something else to occupy your time in a completely mm-hmm. new area. And it has that open world effect where you can literally go, for the most part, anywhere in the map. There's absolutely no gates into this game beyond like uh, one or two boss fights that gate like the final area. But for the most part, you can get from any section of the game to the other section of the game. And that's just a pure skill thing. So like, if you're in the main area, Limgrave, and you go left, you end up in the rotted area. And they're like, oh, this area is super hard. Go back to Limgrave, go north, and you're in the, uh, the Lunaria area, which is probably more at your level. This, this game is a triumph from, from software games. Like, I, I think about this game regularly. There's no game I think about more this year than Bloodborne. I'm not Bloodborne. Well, I think about Bloodborne a lot. Janelle, <laughs> like, just straight up. Like, my love of Elden Ring is also challenged my love of other games. Like, when I play other games and they try to implement souls-like features it's like they're not doing it well and as a direct result i don't have fun playing these games because of it yeah yeah that the whole souls-like features thing is so annoying for me yeah yeah i i think horizon zero dawn is pound for pound the best looking video game world i've ever seen in terms of an open world but it doesn't have the imagination of elden ring in terms of its world design and that horizon forbidden west is like is a real world looking place. They've done such a good job of making everything from a biome mm-hmm. standpoint make sense from going from wood to jungle, to yeah. forest, to, yeah. to tundra, and things like that. They do such a good job of that. But Eldering, when you go into new areas and you just see the design that goes into that area, I'm like, holy shit. And then, like, the, and like DJ's like, the narrative has to be spoon-fed for you. I don't agree with that. I think they, for the most part, this I don't is the say spoon-fed. It's just, tell you have me to go, what's happening. <laughs> I think, well, you have conversations with characters in the narrative that give you a good idea of what's going on. If you find the characters, though. If you're playing the main path, the majority of those conversations you'll have with people. I think my issue was if I stop playing it for however long. That makes sense. I, I, like I said, it is not a straightforward narrative. And I would not nominate this game for best narrative. But I would say the idea that its narrative is weak or not there or something you have to look for is not 
true. I think the game does a better job than a lot of the other Souls games of giving you a good idea of what's going on. So when you get to the end of the game and the big reveal of what the Elden Ring is and the final boss is, that was not a, oh no, shocking moment for me. This is a moment of like, I've been wondering if my entire time this cosmology doesn't make sense and I get to this, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Fucking, mm. Elden Ring is a triumph. I played this game when we looked at our PlayStation hours, I had about 153 hours into this game. It's the most time I spent in any video game this year. I had the platinum trophy in this game, and like I would go back in a heartbeat to play more of it if it was announced. This game is fucking sick. Uh, I want more Elden Ring. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, I I double checked to see how many hours I had in Elden Ring. I had 135 hours. Yeah. I beat every boss in that game. I think I did too. Uh, I think I did. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. All right. Uh, well, that has been our games of 2022. Just to give you a quick, quick rundown. My top five games. Number five, Elden Ring. Number four, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Number three, Horizon Forbidden West. Number two, Marvel Snap. Number one, God of War Ragnarok. Sean, your top five games? SOB. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, Yakuza series. Horizon and God of War. And then Avery, yours? The only thing that matters is Zelda Ring. <laughs> His number five was Marvel Midnight Sub. Number four, uh, Plague Tale Recreo. Number three, Mortality. I would sacrifice all of them on the altar for more Elden Ring. <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, that has been our uh, conversation about our games of the years for 2022. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Most of you enjoyed having it. Don't forget to like the YouTube video of the podcast. Um, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Do all the things, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. Again, happy holidays. Have this time to enjoy with your family, but don't forget to watch our content because we need you to do that for us, please. Um, yeah, you know, just be safe. Be warm. Play games. And drink some tea. Drink it. All right, guys. Bye. Have fun. <laughs>